Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV, getting behind-the-scenes insights from the people who make the shows you love, and, you know, for talking all the TV news. It's, it's, you might think it's summer, the hiatus, writers are on strike. Don't worry, there is still so much TV news happening, wild shows ending, and that's why I'm, I'm so excited for you. This week is going to be such a fun episode because we're going to do our weekly watch list. We're going to, you know, run down some TV news like usual. But I also really wanted to discuss the epic failure of Max. And I, I guess when it, it might have been HBO Max. Now Max is the idol and why it, why, why it was rejected by basically everyone. Uh, and who better to talk about such a taboo show than comedian Kiki Anderson, who is also the host of Indecent, a podcast about what's considered unacceptable in today's society. And I think we can all say The Idol is at the top of that list now. Kiki, welcome to TV Club. Ashley, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about The Idol. <laughs> I, oh my goodness, I binged it for you for this episode. I was like truly one of those people who was like, I'm going to wait until it's canceled so that I can do a pure hate watch and not drive up the numbers. But instead, I just watched on an illegal stream so that I wouldn't give Max the engagement. Uh, and I'm I'm glad I did because I feel like I'm on the other side now. Ooh, okay. I need to get on your level because I do feel a little bit guilty about watching it. I don't think you need to because there's no way it's getting renewed. So, <laughs> all like, right, cool. The I, verdict know, is in. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into all of those details and the news that just came out. Uh, before the fifth season aired, Max, you know, announced that actually it was only going to be five episodes, even though most people thought there were six episodes. There's a lot of chaos going on with the idol. But before we get into that, I want to know, what are you watching this week? What's on your watch list? Well, Ashley, you know, I'm playing catch up with a lot of shows. And when I say catch up, I mean everything from the last like year to like the 90s. Because <laughs> um, I love grew up with cable. So I've got a lot. <laughs> we love that here. Okay. What have you been catching up on? Okay. I'm just starting The Sopranos. Okay. Fair. I have actually never watched it. And it's one of those blind spots. People come on the show and they're like, you've never watched The Sopranos. You don't know The Sopranos. And I'm just like, it'll happen. Okay. Someday I will date someone who will make me sit down and watch all of it. 
Yeah, and I'm kind of struggling a little bit. I'm, like, I know it's a good show. I know why it's like everybody loves it. But I also just like don't have the attention span for such a long show that has so many seats. Like we're in a different right. kind of digital age it's now. A, yeah, it's a different era. I don't really have time for like 22 episode seasons. Like there's a lot of stuff. I'm just like, it's too long. It's never happening for me. Sorry, Lost. It's not. No, my brain isn't shaped to watch TV that way anymore. OK, it's not 2008. I don't even know when that show came out, but I, my brain is just like too many episodes. I'm distracted. I would rather go watch Hoarders for two hours <laughs> than like try to watch Lost or The Sopranos. Yeah, something a little more low impact. Yesterday on the plane, I started watching Abbott Elementary, which is the perfect uh, size. It's 22 minutes, you know? Yes. And I mean, such a good show. We are so lucky that it has been renewed for a third season, even though the writer's strike has it delayed. So I'm telling everyone, this is your chance. Like, catch up on all two seasons. By the time season three comes out, you'll be ready to go. It is such a funny, funny show. It's going to sweep awards this year, I feel like. You know, I think the previous year, Ted Lasso swept things, took over. Now I think it's Abbott Elementary's turn. Yeah, I th it's so different. I mean, there's been lots of mockumentaries done, but this is about such a weird niche subject that, like, they're able to take things that would normally be like boring school subjects and make them fun and dramatic in a really like quirky yeah. way. Like by the end of episodes, I'm like cheering for these kindergartners to like get their egg drop right. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's like, this is not a show I thought I would ever really be interested in. Like, you know, teachers, okay. I mean, support teachers, love them. Uh, but I never thought like a show could be this funny about teachers, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. The characters are so good. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, on my watch list this week, I started watching Glamorous uh, on Netflix. Uh, not sure if you're familiar with this show. Probably not. It's basically like gay Emily in Paris. Like, they took the Emily in Paris template and went, what if we made it like a young gay man who wants to work in makeup in New York? And then we also got Kim Cattrall. So there's like a sex in the city vibe to it because she is basically just playing Samantha in the show. Like there is, it's like they basically were just like, we would love to just get Samantha, but now you run a makeup company and you're very mean. And she's like, I got it. Okay, I'm going to do this. And I actually, I mean, okay, I hate watched all of Emily in Paris. I don't think it's a good show, but it was entertaining. And finally, I like pulled myself away from the hate watch. I didn't do the last season. I was like, I'm going to love myself and only watch things I enjoy. And then I found Glamorous. And it is basically, it hits that same itch, but it's actually good. It's like very quirky and campy in a way where it's aware of itself. You know, like they say silly things just like, the, most of the cast is LGBTQ, so they get away with saying things like, I can't believe I invited a, a top, like a twink top into my Christian home. And it's so funny. And I'm begging all my friends to watch it. And they're just like, this looks like a show for 17 year olds. And I'm just like, maybe it is. But it's so good. It's I'm sold. That sounds know. great. I feel like Emily in Paris was supposed to be a gay show. <laughs> yeah, they exactly. didn't miss the mark on that one. <laughs> I, exactly. Like there's stuff in Emily in Paris where you can tell like this was supposed to be, I think, a little quirkier than what it is. And glamorous hits it. Uh, I, you know, I love it. And also, obviously, I'm watching and just like that on Max. Uh, are you a big Sex in the City person? Did you do like are you doing the reboot? I'm, I'm not. I'm like, I know eventually I'm going to have to join that conversation, but I, I just generally hate re reboots. And so it like fair. it costs me to get invested into them. Very, very fair. Did you watch the original? I did. I loved the original okay. Sex and the City. 
original Sex and the City amazing. The first season of the reboot, iffy, okay? You're watching it and you're mostly like, I don't understand what's happening, but okay, I'm watching. This new season, they've fixed a lot of things, but I think the biggest thing that that pulls people back in is suddenly Charlotte has become the kinkiest slut on the show. <laughs> like... I wish you had watched this most recent episode because the, the literal plot Charlotte has is that Henry, Harry, Harry, her husband, is not coming enough. Like, his loads aren't big enough. <laughs> and Charlotte is literally like, I'm all about jizz. I'm a cum slut. It's like the fireworks at the end of the 4th of July. Like, I'm all about the big hurrah. She's like in the mid, they show like in the middle of sex and she's like, come on my tits, Harry. And I am just like, what is what? Charlotte, what? <laughs> okay, but to like, Charlotte's credit, she's always kind of pushed the boundaries. Like, like yeah, like, I, I know that uh, Kim Cattrall's character, like, I know she's always been the, the more, yeah. like, sexually open one. But I do remember Charlotte being the first one to have, like, a vibrator on TV. That was very controversial. Yes, yes. And she was the one who dated that guy who was like, I just like eating girls out. And she was like, oh, okay. And everyone else was like, that's so gross and weird. It is gross and weird. But, like, relatable in the sense that, like, most of us aren't Samanthas. Like, we don't just go through the world being like, oh, fuck me in the ass. Like, that's not most of us. Most of us. Yeah, most of us are like, I love when my husband gives me a pearl necklace just in the privacy of my own home. Right. I got very Charlotte. Yeah, I I don't I just feel like I I don't know. I'm a stand-up comic. I have a joke in my set I've been doing for years now that is a joke about how swallowing cum has made me stupid. <laughs> and I've done that joke. I've had people come up to me after in crowds and they're like, I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you admitted to like swallowing. That's so taboo. That's something, how could you talk about that? And then to see Charlotte on Sex in the City being like, I need my man to shoot ropes. I was just like, <laughs> okay, I guess it's not taboo anymore. I guess we we talk about this now. <laughs> Cum is really having a moment in TV. I mean, it's in the idol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh gosh, it is so, so in the idol. I really just want to get into the idol. So, you know, quick watch list. Righteous Gemstones, people. Are you watching it? The new season's here. If you're not, you need to be. Uh, are you, Do you watch Righteous Gemstones? No, but uh, the guy I'm seeing is really into it. So I think, I think I'm going to have uh. to get invested. <laughs> yeah, Righteous Gemstones is kind of like, uh, I think you should leave where it's very big boyfriend TV. I feel like <laughs> everyone I know is like, my boyfriend loves Danny McBride, got me into it. And it's very funny. Uh, Edie Peterson is my, Edie Patterson is my favorite part of it right now. Uh, she also pulled Double Duty. Uh, she does voice acting in 10-Year-Old Tom, which also just came out. And to me, those two shows are the funniest shows that came out in July, in late June, July. I don't even know where we are time-wise now. But they just came out and they are so good. I love 10-Year-Old Tom. I got to put that on the watch list too. I'm shocked Max just has is really, truly all I'm watching right now. I'm just watching and just like that and all these Max shows. Uh, you know, anything else on your watch list? Um, well, I'm also catching up on Barry. Like, I'm telling you, I'm super behind Ooh. on TV. Like, I love TV, but I'm always late to the conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Barry, I, like, as you, the last season, obviously, the, the final season, not going to spoil anything for you, but it is... It was one of my top three finales. Like, I thought Secession did a really good job ending. And uh, Barry, 
brilliant. I loved it. I know it's a little controversial ending. Some people didn't love the device use that I'm not going to spoil for you, but there's sort of a, you know, narrative device used in the last season that was a controversial choice to people. And I absolutely was obsessed with it, loved it. So I, again, hope Barry sweeps the awards, but I feel like they're going to get over overshadowed by Ted Lasso. Okay. I like can't get behind people that like Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that show is too cringe to me. No, I like, I try. I get it, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I I think every, I'm a big Ted Lasso fan. I was obsessed <laughs> so with sorry. the first season. No, no, because like, I'm with you still. Like, I was obsessed with the first season of that show. Loved it. Like, got everyone to watch it. Was convincing people, like, this is what you need at the height of quarantine. Like, we're all alone. You hate the world. Trust me, the show is so funny and good. And the first season is this brilliant sitcom that, yes, can be a little cringy, but is mostly like, oh, the beauty of like humanity coming together. And it's great. And then like the second season, it was like, oh, okay, I don't think they really know what they want to do with this show. Like, is this just going to be a show like like a Disney adult show about like nice people in England? And they were like, yeah, that's the show we want to make. And the third season they extended the episodes from like 30 minutes to an hour. So an hour episode of Ted Lasso is completely unnecessary. Like, yeah, the extra time was just used to like show someone slowly playing a violin or like with all these like emotional montages that just take the place of actual storytelling. And it just became, that's when I was like, you know what? Maybe it's because I'm out of quarantine. I'm seeing the world clearly. I don't need this anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't need this, like, nice, cheery stuff, okay? Like, I'm over here with Shiv and Kendall, like, yelling the word, like, the C word and, like, being a horrible person again. Like, we don't need Ted Lasso anymore. Yeah. I like TV where you root for, like, the wrong people because we don't get to do that in real life. Yeah, exactly. You get to root for the evil people and go like, oh, I do hope that like Shiv takes over the whole company and ruins it, even if she's like not even good at business. But that's part of the joy of of these types of shows. And, you know, we're not in that period anymore. I think a lot of it was like the election and what's going to happen. And oh, and now it's like, okay, we can go back to having evil people on TV. Like we don't all have to pretend like we're fighting against Donald Trump by like making nice television And mostly that has been successful. Yeah. And then I think we have a recent example of a show where it isn't. And that show is The Idol, which we will talk about when we come back from this break. Hey there, we're VibeCheck and we are working on a special series called Hey Sis brought to you by Ulta Beauty, where we'll be in conversation with inspiring Black women creators. In this series, we'll be talking about all things Black, Black joy, Black beauty, and Black stories. And Ulta Beauty is celebrating Black-owned and founded brands, brands like Curl Mix, Undefined Beauty, Bevel, which we all use here to shave, and the legendary Pat McGrath Labs, who's having such a moment right now. So head to your local Ulta Beauty store or Ulta.com to shop your fave Black-owned and founded brands and check out Hasis, a Vibe Check series. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Certainly The Idol is a show that asks you to root for people who are clearly evil and focused on greed and money and their own wealth. Uh, But it's not successful. (laughs) No. There's no redeeming qualities to anybody. To anyone. Kiki, what, just, what did you think? What, please, please. You know, like, I didn't go into it as a hater. Like, I told myself, I knew that it had a lot of bad press around it. And watching it, I was like, no, I want to like the show. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going into yeah. it with that mentality. But I feel like it had all the right ingredients. But it was like watching an improv scene where nobody's yes-anding. Like, it was just too many storylines that just went nowhere. (laughs) No, went nowhere. Just too many storylines that go nowhere that like there was the the seed of a good show in this show. Mm -hmm. And it just like they got distracted from that by being like, oh, wait, we can like film the weekend like choking her. Let's just do that instead. And it was like, oh, no, you should like make them fully realize characters. You should... Make us believe, like, at no point did I ever believe Jocelyn truly loved him. Because that The weekend cannot act. Like, a lot of it has been said about how he's supposed to play a, like, skeevy, like, bar owner DJ who isn't supposed to be cool, which I think comes across. I mean, the first time she meets him, or, like, the first thing she says is, like, I've never fucked anyone with a rat tail before, and she's making fun of him and his rat tail, and he's like, what? A what? What is that? I don't even, what? Like, he has no idea that she's just making fun of him and definitely understands that he's, like, lower than her, but she sees the inspiration. She can, like, work through her own pain. She can, like, you know... To me, it was immediate pretty, like, right away that she's using him for most of it, which is supposed to be the big twist in the show. I'm sorry. I know I say say no spoilers here on TV Club, but I don't think I can spoil the idol for you because you're probably not going to watch it. Yeah, and by now, like, Twitter is totally revealed what happens, yeah. and all of us the still don't twist. really understand what happened. The tw- It makes no sense. <laughs> so the big twist is, like, you know, you're supposed to believe throughout the whole show that she is has been brainwashed by this guy, that she's under, like, his control, and that is mostly sold uh, through Rachel Senna's character, who, stellar, she is... Honestly, I was like, give me her journey. She's losing a friend. Like, I need more of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But she's, like, the main person who's like, no, like, you know, Jocelyn has been taken advantage of. She People need to pay attention. But it also seems like she really is the most removed from who the true Jocelyn is. So then in the final episode, there's this big twist where suddenly Jocelyn is like, Tedros, like, fuck off. I don't need you. Never did. I'm amazing. I'm done with you. Leave kicks him out of his li- her life, like, has her team destroy him with a Vanity Fair article that's basically, like, he's a pimp and an abuser. He's bad. Mm-hmm. He disappears. She, like, has taken his team. She's making everyone famous. Her new songs are hits. She's at the top of the world. She sells out her tour. And then she decides to bring Tedros on stage to tell everyone he's the love of her life. Yeah. Even though she had her team put out a whole article that was like, he's an abuser and a pimp who went to jail. 
And then her fans are just like, woo, that's great. You're dating this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like First of all, her fans on the show are morons. Like, I don't understand who these fans are. <laughs> I don't understand who these fans are that they're like, oh, so many teen girls look up to you. Like, your fans are all these teen girls. And then the teen girls are like, woo, you're dating a guy who just got taken down in Vanity Fair. And it makes no sense why she brings him back into the fold. Like her team is like, why did you have us go through all of that? Kicking him out of your life and offering him all this money. If you, if you actually liked him, like there was no reason to go through any of the like Tedros, I'm done with you. You literally could have just been like, yeah, yeah, I like you, but I'm going to take control of the tour. <laughs> like, it made no sense. Yeah, I do wonder, because I know there was so much controversy around the show, I wonder if there is parts of the story missing. Like, because I weren't oh, they yeah. supposed to have six episodes and then they cut it down to five? So this is a- another bit of the idol controversy. So originally, when HBO ordered this show, they ordered six episodes. And that was when it was supposed to be uh, directed and shot by uh, Amy Simetz. Or Simets, uh, but she was the original like showrunner and director who was like supposed to make this show with Sam Levinson. Uh, and then halfway through, she like shot most of it. I think she had one episode left. Uh, Sam Levinson was like, "You are making this too female focused. I don't like it. I'm stepping in, and I only need to do it in five episodes." How ironic! So, a female focused show about a female icon. What <laughs> about a female? Right. And a big part of the show, like, they allude to this relationship she had to her mother, and then it's like, we never really see it. It's very complicated as to whether it even happened by the end, because she kind of smiles like maybe it was all a lie. And it's like, I absolutely believe the Amy version of this show goes into that relationship with the mother and how it, like, created Jocelyn and who she is. Uh, apparently, that version was going to go into Jocelyn as a, like, uh a child star and like how she was a teen pop idol and how that's like a big part of like this new diet, like direction to become sexual. And all of that is gone in the Sam Levinson episode stuff. Like that all just went in the trash. And I think that's why he was like, I can do the, I can do the show in five episodes. Like I don't, if we just cut out everything that makes this female character have death, you can do this thing in five episodes. So According to that, uh, HBO then, you know, changed the episode order to five. They, at every point, like, had only paid the cast out on five episodes. So some people are saying that's not, like, a a late shift. Like, it's not that HBO was like, it's so bad, we're going to end it early. But Sam Levinson was like, I am so bad at making TV that I have cut this story down to five episodes. (laughs) Yeah, well, they also, I don't know if these are legit pictures. I I think they are. The ones that came out this morning of the other version where she kind of looks like Britney Spears. That story makes total sense, right? Because then you understand why people were rooting for her in the beginning and why she was an idol. Why, yeah, why she was an idol. Because basically the most of the current version is people telling you she's so good and so amazing. We never see it. Like, there's never a part in the show where I am convinced of anyone's talent. It is a lot of people like slithering on the floor and then some exec going, this is the hottest thing I've ever seen. Viewers at home, please know we all think this is very hot because watching it, you're like, oh, I hate this. Yeah, I I will say I haven't stopped singing I'm a Freak. (laughs) But the 
version <laughs> that she tries to market them where she's literally just having an orgasm into the mic. I'm like, oh yeah, this is supposed to be good, <laughs> like, right? Like this is this is supposed to be and. So Tedros has what is believed to be like a call of young stars that he like brings to sleep at his club. It's clear he pimps some of them out. He uses them. And Jocelyn like brings these people in and and basically like appears at first to be like one of them. Like she's like, oh, I believe Tedros like you guys. And then in the big twist, she's like, these aren't your people anymore, Tedros. These are my people now. Which I was like, I mean, yeah, that seems fair. You've been letting them live at your house. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be like, yeah, that's, you know. That plays. But they're supposed, like, they're supposed to apparently be the, like, most talented trio of people in the world. Like, they sing one song and all these execs are just like, they're not signed? Oh, my We've God. We've never heard like, music this- before, ever. <laughs> It's truly a girl doing like a Billie Eilish impression. And they're just like, this is the wildest thing I've ever heard. She's so talented. Like it's a guy doing like a bad Frank Ocean impression. And they're just like, we've never heard anything like this. He's basically Prince. He is Prince. And you're just watching like that guy, what I'm hearing and seeing. I'm supposed to act like this well, is Well, he Prince. has a good voice. I mean, they are talented. He does. But then also, like, Jocelyn's, I don't know who she is to her, like, manager, friend, whatever, teaches the girl how to sing. I'm like, were, were you yeah. just, like, a manager? Like, who are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. She's just like, I don't, like, she. that was so unclear to me where they were like, is she a manager? Is she a label person? Is she just, like, PR? I don't, I guess she, I don't even know, but she, I guess she helps people sing because she does it with that girl. And then decides, like, she wants to sign. And this is another story that goes nowhere. There's, like, this big kind of battle between the manager, I guess, who wants to take all of these three new talented people and then the label where they're, like, we want to get Tedro so we can, like, get all the up-and-coming talent. And it's, like, oh, is this going to be a moment of conflict where they have to, like, fight the label to keep this talent? Where is this going to go? Don't worry. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't go anywhere. None of it matters. You might wonder, like, oh, why is that little Chloe girl, like, staring at Tedros and Jocelyn fucking so much? Is she jealous? Is she, like, gonna go crazy? Nope. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. There's all these, like, little red herrings. And then, like, Jocelyn's childhood friend, I forget, Xander. Like, what happened there? Like, what what was the relationship? (laughs) Is he bad? Is he good? Like... And, And why did he go with Tedros? Like... It seems like at first he genuinely realizes, oh, this Tedros guy is ridiculous. I should just, like, stay true to Jocelyn. And then Tedros tortures him on Jocelyn's behalf. And then he's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just do what Tedros says, except not. It it made no sense, really. <laughs> like, Yeah, I guess the point they were trying to make is, like, at the end, all anybody wants is fortune and fame. Like, that makes sense yeah. to me. But it was just so poorly executed. And also, like... Like, if Jocelyn's supposed to be this, like, bad girl, but these people are more talented than her. Oh, yeah. But she's not, like, Christina Aguilera bad girl. <laughs> like No, yeah. It's, like, she really isn't a bad... Like, I like the worst thing, you know, is, like, the photo comes out of her with cum on her face. See? Cum. It's having a moment. It's mm-hmm. having a moment. <laughs> she should have embraced her inner Charlotte and just been proud about it. Like, okay. <laughs> But that's, like, the thing that makes her a bad girl is that apparently this ex leaked a photo. And then I guess, so 
this is one of the the kind of theories or <laughs> complaints I guess fans have had about the show that seems unclear is so the photo is leaked of Jocelyn that has the come on it. Uh, it's believed by most people that the person who has leaked it is her ex Rob, uh, who she like is this actor she dated. Uh, episode f- four, Rob comes back into the picture. Uh, they like hook up, and then Tedros has the friend Xander like pose this girl with him to like make it look like they're on top of each other and have a picture. And then later, that picture is like leaked, and the girl in it is like he sexually assaulted me. And we all know, we know it's a lie because he had just like you know been with Jocelyn and leaves. So people are like, okay, did Tedros and Xander plant the story without Jocelyn knowing, or did Jocelyn tell them to do that as payback for like leaking her photo? So that makes her like this brilliant mastermind at the end of the day who like took this guy out. And I could believe that if we're supposed to be like, believe like this big twist of like she's always in control. But then why is she, like, sobbing? And why is she, like, I can't believe you did that to Rob? And she's, like, but that's not true. But then even Xander is, like, you think she doesn't know? So you never really have any idea at the end of the day where Jocelyn stands, what you can believe from her mouth. She just is so lacking in depth and character that you're just, like, okay, she's just pretty. (laughs) Like, I truly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would venture to guess that she leaked the cum photo. But also, like, why did we have to see the cum photo? Right, a lot of the sex scenes and stuff, I was just like, really? Like, when the weekend, and this is one of the clips that has gone, like, viral on Twitter, the weekend, like, fingering her while she's singing, and all the, like, <laughs> all the studio people are in the room just like, uh, can can we not do this? Right. Like. Yeah, I feel like just being on that set must have been so uncomfortable filming those scenes. Yuck. And then you have, like, Davida, Joy's character, who, again, I cannot remember, the manager, whoever she is, who's just like, well, you know what? She does sound really good, like, while singing, while she's getting fingered. Like, this is genius. (laughs) And you're just like, really? Really? I'm supposed to believe that that moaning was the hit of the summer? Like, come on. (laughs) The show is lying to me. Right. I don't know who the winner is supposed to be in the show or if, or if there is supposed to be like, you know, succession ends with no winners, but at least it was entertaining. <laughs> exactly. Like they're all evil. No winners. Love it. And at the end of the idol, I guess there I mean, there are no winners, except I guess all the evil studio people did make a ton of money like they wanted. Which is another part where it seems like they're the bad guys and, like, we're going to see Jocelyn, like, go up against them and make her own way. And then at the end, she's like, oh, no, I'm just literally going to, like, make them a ton of money, too. And it's fine. Yeah, like, (laughs) everyone wins. Everything's fine. The only loser is the audience because we had to watch. Yeah, (laughs) because we had to watch that. I mean, obviously, the show is trying to play up what is unacceptable what is taboo it wanted to be like at, like Sam Levinson said it said at whatever festival they showed this at uh he was like we're gonna be the hit of the summer we're causing all this controversy why do you think it failed so hard I mean it throws literally every controversy at the wall and everybody just shrugged yeah because I don't think that like controversy is it's not controversial to enjoy sex <laughs> like that's not controversial and yeah, the, in the show, we see a lot of people enjoying sex. But what is that supposed to say? Like, yes, 
she uses him to abuse her on purpose because she has some weird kink about being the victim, but she's actually the manipulator. But like, it's not very well executed. So we don't really yeah. know when she's manipulating and when she's not like. <sighs> yep. Yeah. I think that is the biggest issue is that if you want this to work as this taboo piece of, you know, challenging female empowerment, you have to actually empower the female in the story. And at no point does it feel like Jocelyn is really in control of things. Even when we see her like managing her music and like being in control of her music video, it all seems like it stems more from like mania and a need to be like loved and dealing with her, the loss of her mother than like, you know, a desire to secretly manipulate Tedros. Like, like, what am I like? Oh, she manipulated him so she could heal from her mom dying. Like, it's so confused about what it wants to say that it can't even be offensive. Like, it just ends up being total milquetoast, middle of the road. Like, okay, this was pretty. Yeah. Is the story supposed to be that we're supposed to feel bad for these people or that we're supposed to be frightened? But like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. I feel like it is just such a, a failure of, of taboo television, I guess. It, it just, you know, it's trying so hard to be taboo. Absolutely failed. And I feel like there are shows that have gotten it right. Uh, my, my producers, who are amazing, uh, sent, sent me some examples of, of taboo TV shows that also failed, but I think were at least better than The Idol. Uh, did you ever watch Skins? Uh, I did. I watched the British version, yeah. Okay, yes. The British version, amazing. Absolutely same. Loved the British version. Uh, do you remember in 2011, MTV tried to remake Skins for American audiences? Yes, uh, I do remember and, that. Yes. And they basically tried to like word for word recreate the Amer the British version, like to the point where the American kids had British accents. <laughs> it made no sense. Like it was like these kids live in Maryland. Why are they using British slang? Oh, because you just truly took the script. They moved it. You know, a lot of the actors they hired were actually under 18. And if you watch the British skins, you know it is racy. It is taboo. It is like these kids are snorting coke in math class. And they tried to do that with the American version. It bombed. Like, uh, there's all this outcry from the, tele the parents' television council. But even fans of the show of Skins, the original, watched the MTV version and were like, this is not good. It's cleaner. It isn't as taboo. It's, like, trying too hard. There's just this, like, divide. What do you think it is, like, with American audiences and the way that, like, we respond to taboo? Like, it's, it's for us, it feels like if it isn't done in the perfect way, we're just going to be like, that is so cringe, ew. Well, I think, like, anytime you're showing anything provocative, like, you really have to be clear on what you're saying. And I don't think Sam Levinson and The Weeknd are. Like, I was actually just thinking about... <laughs> In The Handmaid's Tale. Have you seen The Handmaid's Tale? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, people use it too much as a metaphor for real life. But yeah. there are some scenes that were so jarring that I can't stop thinking about them. Like the scene where the woman holds her down while she gets raped is yeah. such a poignant, scary scene to watch. And such a metaphor for women that like uphold the crazy right wing, you know? So that is a scene that I think people needed to see. 
people didn't need to see Lily Rose Depp getting like fingered in the back of a convertible. Like, what did that no, do for yeah, any we of didn't, us? Yeah, we didn't need to see her getting eaten out in the back of a car. The most groan worthy moment for me is the last scene of the pilot when Tedros like puts the stocking cap over her face or the scarf and he like chokes her and then he like takes the knife and he's like, don't be scared. And then he cuts a little slit over her mouth. And then he's like, now you can sing. And it like cuts to the credits. I groaned. Like you can tell they thought like, oh, wow, that is so deep. He's like cutting the hole in her mask. Oh, now she can sing. And I just was at home going, oh, my God, are you for real right now? Yeah. And how much of that do you think is The weekend's inability to act? I will give The Weeknd credit in the sense that when he goes all in on an endeavor, he really does go all in. He did the same thing with the Super Bowl. He invested his own money, but it was also yeah. a flop. I think he doesn't know how to hire the right consultants and right people that set up the proper boundaries for him. Yeah, I feel like he needed someone to be like, babe, you need an acting instructor. Like, right. you do, like I know you feel like you could just do this, but he needed an acting instructor. There are so many moments that I was just like, are you for real? Mm -hmm. Is that that's your acting right now? Like, okay. Like, especially the scene when they're like torturing Xander and he's like has the electrical shot collar on him. (laughs) He did not like the weekend did not have the emotional depth to pull that off. I'm so sorry he did not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't I feel like I could have gotten past the weekend's mediocre acting if the show was good. Because it's True. like, we don't expect yeah. him to be the best actor, right? Like, we don't expect yeah. Mariah Carey to be the best actress. <laughs> like, but we enjoy watching her. But we enjoy watching it. And, you know, d- Abel did his best. <laughs> I I do want to know how you feel about the carte blanche uh, controversy. So there is a scene where the weekend's character, Tedros, uh, says to another character, imagine you have carte blanche. Uh, that's not how you say that. It's, it is not carte blanche. Uh, and people are in debate over whether this is a character choice. Like Tedros is an idiot who doesn't know any better and would say it that way. Or is it that The weekend just didn't know what he was doing and said it that way? And they were like, this is the best take we're going to get. Let's just use it and keep moving. And honestly, the fact that you can't tell and you don't know is like one of the issues with the show. <laughs> Is that it's just as likely that it's like, oh, this is a character choice for Tedros or it's, oh, The weekend doesn't know what he's doing and was just like, we're moving on. Next scene. Yeah. I mean, I have to hope, I have to believe that it was a character choice. <laughs> I have to believe The weekend is smarter than that. But it's just a poorly executed believe. joke. Yeah. It, and like the other character doesn't like respond in a way that's like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Instead, he's like, oh, yeah, if I could do anything, I would take the picture with her, the cum on her face and make that the album cover. And that's supposed to be like the big like, oh, he's a genius. What an idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah. You're not Charlotte from Sex and the City. okay? (laughs) you're not you're not about that life, please. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really don't understand Xander's like what's his goal? I mean, obviously in the end, he's really happy that he becomes part of this family and becomes rich and famous, but I don't understand what his role is before that moment. Like, what does he want? What does he want? Why does he stick around with her? Is it just like love? Like, you know, what is true of what he witnessed about this abuse and 
the fact that, you know, he was like, she told me never to tell. And then she, he's like, it never happened. And it's just, his character was the most like, why are they there to me? Like what, this just seems like something Jocelyn would be like, get out. Like, why would I try to make you famous too? Right. And then at the end when he's like, oh, actually, yeah, I'm going to sing again. (laughs) I will say that was the part that made me laugh when they are doing the big showcase for all the music execs. And like the other three people go and then Xander's like, well, I mean, if everyone's here, I may as well sing a song too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And he just like gets up and starts singing. Well, and also in what world do any of those songs belong together? He's singing about Hare Krishna and God. Hare (laughs) Krishna. And the one before that is just like, all I want is to never have to make choices because I'm a slave to the person I love. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) And then Jocelyn does her number. And that weird executive guy is like, Uh, yeah, I'm like your parent figure. And also I'm Yeah, as a parental figure, I really love this song where you're on your knees saying, daddy, is it good? Like, wow. Yeah, and I need to go (laughs) change my pants. Yeah, and like, daddy, use me however you want. And he's just like, yes, as a parental figure, this is perfect. And then they're just like, yes, the four of you tour together. Billie Eilish, Fank Freak Ocean, Fank... I don't even know what Xander is supposed to be a stand-in for. <laughs> like, Yeah, maybe I he's like supposed I, to be Justin Bieber, maybe. I don't know. I would, maybe like one of the one, like a Zayn One Direction type, maybe something like that. Like a, I don't know, like a Harry Styles failure. <laughs> and then they're like, yes, all of you go on tour. And then you have to wonder when she brings Tedros out, are these other musicians like, that's the guy who tortured us. Like, why are you bringing him back in the picture? Like, I don't want a shot collar around my neck anymore. <laughs> right. They don't really need him anymore. Or maybe they do. Maybe he's supposed to really be their muse. But I, I don't know. It's very – I also just want to go back really quick to the moment after that showcase where Lily Rose – or Jocelyn gets on her hands and knees and prays. When did she find God? <laughs> right? Right? Like, what is that whole moment when the guy is, like, doing the whole monologue of, like, cause the fox and the hunter and blah, blah, blah. And she's there just, like, praying just so we can get this, like, shot of Tedros looking over at her. And it's like, what? 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 Since when is she, like, praying? And what? since when is she, like, I want him to know, like, I, like, he's the prey. But it didn't make sense. It, it was just another moment where I was like, what are we, why did she pay them to send him away if she was just going to be like, come back? Like, you get no insight into her, like, inner working. And it's supposed to be, I think, a scary ending when Tedros comes on the stage and Lily, and <laughs> Jocelyn is like, you're mine forever now. Go stand over there. <laughs> and is, like, controlling him. And it's supposed to be like, he doesn't even realize like what he got himself into. Like he's the one who like was in too deep and now he's like tied to her forever. And it's like, I don't think so. It seems like he could probably just get another $500,000 check and like be on his way. (laughs) Right. I think the moral of the story is we should feel bad for pimps. I, yeah, that it seems very much like they have like this lingering shot on the, on Tedros where you're supposed to like, I think feel sympathy for him or feel bad that like, like, oh no, a woman got one over on him. And it's like, uh, I don't feel bad for anyone in the situation. <laughs> yeah. And also that moment where um all of Jocelyn's team 
is sitting around going, we got him, we got him, we got him. And they're all Jewish. As a Jew, very offended. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's talk about this because I thought that there were a lot of issues and problems there. I am not Jewish, so I didn't... And I don't know who behind the show could have like been writing it and was like, hey, I'm Jewish, this is chill. But to me, the part where they're all like, like celebrating, like getting him and like taking him down and they're like, we control the media. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is bad. This is, why is this a message in the show when they're just like, oh, Kaya, like, Kaya, we did it. Like, oh. Heim and, and Finkelstein. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they're truly like, oh, we did it. Like, Heim Finkelstein, like, we control the media. We are so powerful and strong. Like, that'll show him. And it's like, what are we supposed to take from this like there's also a weird part where Tedros is like you guys don't like me because I'm black and it feels like a weird moment where Tedros is trying to be like oh these like Jewish media manipulators tried to take me out but like I'm still standing well I feel like there's also a lot of weirdness around like black culture in that show because he calls himself black but then Jocelyn's assistant lady, I forget her name, who is black, says African-American. And then Jocelyn's other friend says people of color. And that becomes a weird scene where like, are you you trying to say black? Like there's (laughs) some weird feelings there. (laughs) Yeah. And that part was a little funny where they're like, you can just say black where they're like, is he Hawaiian? And she's like, no, I wouldn't say Hawaiian. I would say like a person of color. And they're like, black. That part I was like, makes little sense with like that character who's always trying to like watch what she says. Yeah. Yeah, that part but was then, funny, but then it became a thing throughout the show. It I'm becomes like, a thing, yeah, where you're like, what are we supposed to... like? But also it doesn't seem clear what the show wants to say about that because, uh, oh, I forgot, is the other dancer, the singer that Tedros has is like a black guy who they're all like obsessed with and is, mm-hmm. they're like, he's like the next prince. And it's like, he's there too and they never really talk about his race, never acknowledge it, never acknowledge like, all of these white girls who are like all over him, basically treating him him as like a sex object. Yeah, it just never comes up. But then with the Tedros's character, they're like, "Is it because he's black?" And it's like, no. <laughs> I think it's because he's truly like doing coke. <laughs> yeah, like you know, I will say the weekend did do well in that one scene when Jocelyn is like having the meeting with the team, and he's just like clearly stoned out of his mind and like on drugs, and it's like. You heard her, okay? One o'clock. I was like, that that's the real loser energy he should have had the whole show. Yeah, like, I do like the weekend when he scene. comes unraveled. He I was a fan. <laughs> yeah, I was a fan. So why do you think the idol failed overall? I just think it, you know, Euphoria was a smashing success, and the weekend is a smashing success. And I just think that sometimes people <laughs> take their success and try to delve into other things. And, you know, take women out of the picture and people that have an opinion and a vision and tear that shit apart and ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. I got to agree. Well, that's our big talk on the idol. I I truly feel like I survived something finishing it. I was just like, wow, I'm on the other side. I will never think about this again. And I hope it leaves my memory quickly. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. 
That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit sling.com to see your offer. I do want to get into some TV news. Uh, speaking of Mac shows that were quite controversial and have ended recently, uh, the other two on Max, they just announced the the season that just ended, season four. They just announced that finale that just aired will be the series finale and the show isn't coming back. Uh, some people were shocked because the last season was the funniest one of the other two yet. Then it comes out that they are there's all these HR complaints that the showrunners of the show have been horrible people so horrible in fact that even tina fey came out making jokes about how evil the showrunners on the other two are and if tina fey is telling you you're being too mean you're being too mean so then it comes out that that's probably the reason the show wasn't renewed is because it turns out that the people behind the show are just like carrie and brooke Dubeck, uh evil and willing to do anything for fame uh which is a sad, sad twist, but to me is a little more shocking than the idol. It's like, oh, wow, they were really doing it the whole time. Uh, do you watch the other two? I don't, unfortunately, but not surprised anytime a show has behind the scenes drama that embroils everybody. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the idol tried to really take on this like toxic Hollywood and what it's really like, and the other two nailed it. You know, it is one of the best depictions of just how Hollywood will ruin you as a person, break your brain. Uh, and it turns out they got it so right because behind the scenes, they were doing it to all their writers for, for years. Wow. Yeah. And and it kind of came out, you know, they, the two people who run the show are from Saturday Night Live. They were the head writers from, I think like 2011 to 2017, something like that. Uh, they were the head writers. And it's basically like rumored that anyone who comes out of the SNL school of writing or show managing is going to be an asshole. Like that's the only way you can survive at SNL. So then they get these shows where they're like so used to be treated, being treated like gods, which is so funny to me that you're like, I'm being treated like a god because I wrote a musical sketch on SNL about Beyonce. <laughs> like, right, comedy's like got to go back to being dorks. <laughs> like, right, you like be a loser. You're a comedy writer. Stop getting your ego inflated. Yeah. And then they go do these other shows, like the other two, and they just like torture all these new writers on their team. And are they men? You know, it's a gay man and a and a woman. And I think you know they're really showing people like we Sarah Schneider and Chris Kelly. They're really showing people like. We can be still, you know, we're the biggest bully still, okay? <laughs> Gay men, white women teaming up, we can be the biggest bullies on the block. And I mean, 
this last season, they bullied so many people in the show. They made fun of Disney movies having, like, their first, like, gay non-binary characters, which then happened in the show Elemental, like, a week after that episode came out. So it was, like, so clear almost that they are taking hits at Hollywood people they really know and situations they know. Oof. And they were, like, use that directly in the script. And I I love it. I mean, it worked. It's the fourth season of that show is one of the best comedies I've ever watched. I'm invested. I'm going to watch because I feel like it'll add honey on my heart and around some wounds that I have from the industry. Yes. From the, yes, it will heal, especially after watching the idol that like celebrates the industry being shitty watching the other two, you are like, Oh, okay. So we all realize this sucks and we need to get better hobbies and lifestyles. (laughs) Like, so yeah. So sorry to the art, the other two, uh, frequently on our homework list here at TV club and RIP, RIP to a real one. Damn. And then I also want to briefly talk about the news that Ryan Murphy is threatening to sue a WGA strike captain. Uh, WGA writers, we are still on strike. Uh, and somehow, despite that, Ryan Murphy currently has three shows in production. What? Uh, obvi- yeah. How? How? Yeah. <laughs> how, Ryan Murphy? Uh, we know you write on screen on set. Like, how are you still in production? Uh, and so obviously, strike captains have been trying to shut these productions down. And Ryan Murphy said he will sue you. And shockingly, the WGA sided with Ryan Murphy and was like, we will reprimand this writer if he keeps messing with you, Mr. Murphy. It's just a sad thing that, like, someone so rich and who has spoken out against the WGA is able to still pull so many strings in the union that, like, he's clearly able to, like, work his way around whatever rules have been set up. And will I still watch the next season of American Horror Story? I don't know anymore. I don't know. It's kind of fallen off anyway. It fell off. So, yeah, like... I think the last season, 1989, was so bad and made no sense. They were just like, what if we did like something kind of like AIDS is the monster, but then also there's a real serial killer? It didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I wanted it to continue being good. I loved American Horror Story when it first came out. Same with like Black Mirror. I don't know what's going yeah. on this last season, but eh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have kind of fell off on that one. I do know there's some amazing talent in the newest season of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. But that means I'll probably watch like two years from now when I'm homesick some weekend. Yep. So <laughs> uh, that that's that's our big idol episode. Thank you for helping me break it down, Kiki. I needed someone to get me through all the come talk, and you did it for me. I want to make sure everybody follows you, listens. Uh, check out Kiki's podcast, Indecent. It is about everything that's considered unacceptable in today's society. Uh, where can the people follow you? Yeah, if you want more Come Talk and other things, we do politics and religion too, <laughs> please follow me at It's Kiki Anderson on Instagram and our podcast is Indecent Kiki and you can listen anywhere you get your podcast. <laughs> nice. Is that the politics and religious religion of come? Is that... Yes, our first few episodes uh, <laughs> do focus around sex, porn, sex work, all those things. But uh, that's not all we do. We, we cover anything indecent. So stay tuned. Yeah. So maybe Sam Levinson, listen, get some ideas, you know, get outside of the, the porn box. There's other stuff you can be indecent about. Okay, guy? There you go. I would love to see him do a show that is a little less horny. We're all horny. We get it. We're all horny, Sam. We get it. We're all, you know, so broaden your horizon, Sam Levinson. He listens. I'm sure he does. So 
Uh, before we get out of here, I want to give you a little bit of homework. I am begging you to watch Glamorous on Netflix because, as I said, I'm obsessed with it. And if it doesn't get 10 seasons, I will die. I need this show to last for the rest of my life. It is so good. Uh, I, I need you to to listen to... I, I need you to watch And Just Like That, the reboot. Like, I love that they're doing it weekly because it gives us something to talk about. But if I don't scream about Che and Miranda with someone soon... I'm going to lose my mind. So you're going to want to catch up because I'm going to bring someone on so we can break down the Che and Miranda of it all. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And then last on the watch list, I'm going to need you to to jump back into the world of 90 Day Fiance with me because 90 Day Fiance, the other way is coming back another season. And guess what? Kenny and Armando are back. That's the big surprise. I don't even think I'm actually supposed to announce that yet, but I am. So there you go, TV Club. That's an exclusive. Kenny and Armando are back on the other way. Let's get ready for the new season. That's your homework, you know? That's all I got for you. I want to thank my amazing, amazing, amazing guest, Kiki Anderson. And hey, if you haven't watched The Idol, maybe something we said makes you want to watch it. Hey, give it a shot. (laughs) That's all we have. We'll be back next week with another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Scott Sani, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.